Hello and welcome to the DC United Kingdom end of season show. I know it is the end of 2019. Um, I am your host, James Graham. And I'm Sarah Kalassi. Thank you for coming back onto the show. Thanks for having me, James. That's all right. Let's start the show. So, Sarah, it's been a couple of weeks. How have you been and what have you been doing? Um, I'm doing a bit better now, James, now that the wounds have started to heal after that absolutely horrific match up in Toronto. But all in all, doing really well. How about you? Yeah, not a bit the same, to be honest. But you know what we're going to do in this show? We're going to open up those wounds and uh, cry a little bit, I think, maybe, and... Uh, rub some salt in then just to make it feel a little bit worse but we'll get through it because we've we've got to um but first before we head into the main part of the show um i just want to talk about the mls awards and how they've been given and who they've been given to and how much of a travesty it's been absolute fail in my very humble and not important opinion (laughs) It's been awful, hasn't it? Absolutely Oh, my goodness. Awful. Just completely tone deaf to a lot of the things going on. Um, I was looking on Twitter yesterday, and the award for goal of the year came out. And it was not Wayne Rooney's own half stunner against mm. Orlando. It was... Um, Joseph Martinez, who I have a lot of respect for and think is a great player, but just a pretty uh, average Joseph Martinez goal against Cincinnati. I mean, yeah, I mean, Cincinnati, I mean, give them credit. We couldn't score past them, so obviously they're a great defense. Um, Good on him. Yeah, uh, but it was just a, to be fair, the flick was nice to bring it over. But then all he had to do was cut inside, get past the player who fell over, and put it into the top corner. So just your average Joseph Martinez goal. There was no plenty of there was plenty of other good goals. There was the Wayne Rooney spectacular. Wayne. Um, I, there was plenty of other good goals. There was um, in the same week there was that Montreal uh, goal as well, where he kind of just volleyed it backwards and it went into the top corner, and that was just like. Why did you do that on the same week as Wayne Rooney did his? That then there was, was the, so upsetting. Then oh, there was the, the Wayne Rooney goal as well, wasn't there? Oh, yeah. It's just... I, I, there was plenty of great goals this season, which is great for MLS. Um, plenty of entertainment on board. But that wasn't the goal of the season for me. Not at all. Not at all. What about goalkeeper of the uh, year? Well, that... That's, I'm glad it wasn't Guzan. <laughs> because if that went to Guzan, I was going to walk over to the States, get hold of Don Garber, and just, just slap him silly because that would have been horrific. But um, now, now, no violence. It's not um, right. It's not how we no. solve problems. It, it is over here. No. No, no. I, I joke. I joke. Um, um, <laughs> But yeah, I'm glad it wasn't Guzan. Um, Vito Manone, he was a great keeper um, for the second half of the season. Not a full season like Bill Hamid was. Um, and the way the voting was broken down, I'm surprised Hamid got the media vote. Um, I thought that would have gone down the other route. Surprising, but not surprising about the player votes um, after what Hamid had said at the start of the season with the US men's national team. Um, and then the club votes. That was yeah. odd. That was odd, wasn't it? And can we also talk about comeback player of the year? Because, friends, Chris Odoyatsum came back to play. He recovered from cancer. Why on earth are we not giving this man the award? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the man who won at Jordan Morris came back from a serious injury. Granted, 
Um, no disrespect to him intended at no, all. No, and he's you've got to give credit to him because he scored a hat trick in the first round of the playoffs. Um, that was that's no mean feat. That's absolutely fantastic. And to be honest, he's done well on the international stage as well, from what I've seen. But it was a footballing injury, and it wasn't cancer. Yeah, cancer's not something you get over that easy. I mean, thankfully, I've not had to suffer cancer myself. But I know people who have, and they just, it's not. And then to come back and play yeah. again. Yeah. And have that kind of dedication to come back and play for your team. It says something. And Chris, you get the award from me. Oh, absolutely. And the only, the only thing I can put it down to, the reason why he didn't actually get the award is the fact that he didn't actually play that often. He only played a few times for us. Um, whilst Jordan Morris was was in the starting eleven each game, so to me that's one of the key reasons why Chris didn't win the award. But it shouldn't matter that what he came back from should have won it on its own. He got minutes on the pitch. He's back in training. I mean, to me, that a hundred percent counts. Yeah, absolutely. And then it was defender of the year was Aikapara, um, which to be fair, he's a decent defender, but he's oh, not yeah. brilliant. He's not brilliant. No, he is not. No one is. <laughs> no, he is a brick wall in the heart of our defence, and he's shut out on his own many goals, especially with those goal line clearances. I mean, phew, he is just something else. The way he can just Make his neck go in a wrong, in a ungodly fashion. I don't know which one you're talking about. It was, I don't even know how that was physically possible. I, it just beggars belief, and I just pff, he is something else. And it's not the first. He's not done it once. He's done it multiple times this season. Then, then you got Birnbaum, who you just it wouldn't be right if he didn't finish the game without a head injury. In the worst possible way, I'm going to say that. I'm seriously worried about him. I mean, I remember when he was on the show and I asked him about his uh, record of hand injuries and he's just like, ah, it's nothing. Like, you are literally putting your head on the line every game. Stop it. You're worrying everyone. You're going to get some serious injury in the future. Uh, but... On the back of that, congratulations, I think, are given to Steve Birnbaum oh, and, his, uh, and his wife as well with their newborn. Little baby I, Colette. I mean, I'm, I'm staggered that they had her early and he was able to play. Because if I remember rightly, she was due when we were supposed to play Toronto, wasn't she? Absolutely. And can I weigh in on this? The absolute MVP right now in my mind is Jean Birnbaum. So anyone that knows me, you know I have a son, right? Yeah. I was induced, like Gene was, and I'm going to tell you what. It is not a picnic. It is not <laughs> fun. I do not wish this on anyone. Can, can, can we not skip this bit just because, you know, Fliss is probably going to listen to this. She's going to just, just tell, her, <laughs> it's, tell Fliss it's going to be fine. This well, Fliss is my wife, if you don't know, by the way, listeners. <laughs> well, here's the thing. It, it is fine, and you get through it, but if it is not medically necessary, in my case, my blood pressure was high, they wanted to induce me. Okay, that's fine, but if it's not medically necessary, don't do it. Jean, you are an MVP. You are tough. You should get an award from MLS, from DC United. You get the award from me. You are an MVP. Oh, no, that's nice. Um, I just want to touch on um something that i've uh, recently seen in this week on twitter which is a bit of sad news um about dave johnson um oh i just want to i just want to send thoughts um out to him uh wish him all the best um in this fight he has against ms um personally i know someone who has ms and i know the battle um but they live an absolute normal life um they do what what they can um i just hope that we have dave johnson for many years to come i'm sure he will want to be 
at the game days for as long as he can possibly. Um, so thoughts and prayers and well wishes from everyone here at DC United Kingdom. We love you, Dave. Dave is just amazing. And he does everything he can to help others too. He's always thinking about other people. He's always going to charity events, raising money for other people. So Dave, it's it's our turn to be behind you and support you. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. We've got to move on to the main part of the show. But before we do, just uh, just to give you a quick breakdown, listeners, we're going to talk about that. Uh, playoff game uh, then we're going to have a little chat about the season as a whole what we're going to look forward to in 2020 we're going to answer your questions and then we've got the big thing at the end of the sh- at the end of the show we're going to go through the end of season awards as voted by the dc united kingdom members which is going to be absolutely fantastic i can't wait to announce them you don't know who's won have you sarah I don't, and you're keeping it a secret from me. It's not fair. <laughs> James, come on. I mean, you could probably guess one of the awards. I, I'll give you that. Um, I but... sure hope so. <laughs> uh, but let's let's talk about that Toronto game. Um, because, oh, I, 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 uh, yes, yeah. Um, you've already spoken about it with uh, Ken over at, on the DCU Soccer Podcast. But, you know... I've got to talk to you now about it. Um, just to kind of give a rundown for the listeners um, in some of the key stats that I f- thought were important about the game. Um, attempts on goal in the first half. Toronto had six. We had two, um, which isn't a good start. Then into the second half, it was a bit bit more free. Uh, Ten to six um, in favour of Toronto being the home side. I'm not surprised about that. Um Obviously, we made it into extra time. We conceded four goals. We had a grand total of two shots in extra time. Two shots in 30 minutes. We had no chance. We were beaten in every aspect. When you look at it on paper, so whether it was possession, uh, tackles, passing accuracy, total attempts, obviously the scoreline. I think there was only one stat that I saw that we beat Toronto, which was a decent start anyway, and that was crosses. Crosses. What? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a cross could just be something being lumped into the box. Mm. Yeah. So that was the stats. We obviously had that faint hope given to us by Titi Rodriguez. I wish it never happened because of what obviously what happened in the extra time. Hindsight is a beautiful thing. But it gave us hope. So much Ooh. hope for a minute. Yeah. Um, but in the first half, that first goal for Toronto, are you, in the same thoughts as me, Sarah, that not only was Bill Hamid at fault for the goal, but Birnbaum with his positioning, where he was alongside Delgado, who prodded it home off the rebounds. Should he have been in a better position and prevented that goal from going in? Well, I would like to think that it would have been possible for Burnbaum to be in a better position. I also think Bill should have handled the situation differently. So I'm going to put the responsibility of that one on Bill mm-hmm. because Marky Delgado did get that off a rebound, right? Yeah. And just I've looked at the tape a few times and if maybe instead of a deflection, he had taken the ball I'm not sure what could have gone differently but in that moment I felt like we weren't watching our Bill Hamid it wasn't quite him in that moment and you know we all have those moments where we're not at our best and something happens but unfortunately that one in my eyes is on Bill yeah absolutely and it's I mean I played six aside last night and I actually made a similar save, um, but I managed to parry it out for a corner. And and when you do look at back at the highlight reel um, of that particular save, that could have easily been done by Bill. Um, that parry just it was it wasn't a case of him putting any kind of force onto it. It was just him saving it, and it just bounced off his hands and it went straight to Delgado. If he just put that little bit of force on it a bit of pressure onto the ball 
one, it could have still gone to Delgado, and we'd still be talking about it. But two, it could have ended up him miscuing the shot, and it would have could have gone wide. It could have gone any number of ways. But Bill, unfortunately, you let as harsh as it sounds, you let yourself down on that one, especially after the previous five games um, where we had shutouts in every single one. Um, other than that, in the first half, we had Felipe going off. Um, oh, Felipe! Which that was just horrible sight to see um he was in tears i didn't like that especially after talking to him a few days beforehand um on the previous episode on the extra time show and i was personally gutted um and i feel like that had a huge impact because he's been such a big player for us and we had that massive rotation where Ariola, for some reason, went up right back and Rooney dropped into the cam roll. Kamara came on and Canals went into central midfield, where, for me, a much easier substitution and more logical substitution would have had, would have been be bringing Hara on and then just swapping Canals into central midfield. And then that would have been it. There would have been no other changes, no other players rotating around or anything like that um so my question to you sarah is with felipe going off in that first half did that have an impact on the overall game absolutely and all of the things that you're saying about how so many positions were switched around instead of just filling in one position and making maybe one or two small changes now you're moving so many players you're putting Ariola where he is going to be less efficient, less effective, I guess, for goal scoring. And you're putting the guys into spots where they're cold. They started out the match somewhere, they're comfortable, they're in their rhythm, ready to go, playing a certain position. And while a huge part of the game is adapting, in such an important match, in my eyes, and again, my humble and not important opinion, it would be better to make a smaller change and move forward. Yeah, it's the, that kind of amount of changes. It doesn't breed rhythm into the into the flow of the play. And you've got to think, go with what you know. We know Hara is a right back. We know Ari Hala is a right winger. We know... Oh, well, actually, Ariola was playing uh, behind Rooney in that game. We know how everyone plays and what their best position is. Don't go changing it around in this kind of game. Um, and I think Ben will hopefully learn from that um, because going into 2020, I'm not sure whether um, we're actually going to get the change that many of us would possibly hope for, which would be a new head coach. But um, so... We did have that big change. Um, we had that amazing hope given to us by Titi in the uh, was it the ninety second minute he scored. Was it the ninety second or the ninety third? Not that it, it matters. But, it was but... in it was an added time. Uh... Um, and there's me prepping myself to go to bed, um, getting ready to write those last couple of tweets. Then he goes and does that, and I'm thinking, oh my, we can actually do this. We've scored our first goal in three games. We can win. This this this, this is when we've just turned around. This is this is our 2019. And then extra time hit. And then it all went downhill from there. Yeah. Do you know? Can you figure out why why it went so downhill in extra time? We just had no no shots, no chance. <laughs> oh, we fell apart in our. Um unfortunately kind of our typical style we either go in and absolutely kill it or we kind of just implode and this was unfortunately the latter but that that minute after Titi Rodriguez scored that goal was probably one of the most beautiful minutes of the game because all of a sudden we had so much hope and we were ready and thinking oh my goodness you know I've spent maybe the past hour thinking, okay, well, we're not going to win, but we're not going to lose too terribly. Okay. Oh, Titi, why'd you do that? You're just hurting us. And then 
our friend Nick DeLeon had to put the final nail in the coffin. Well-deserved, Nick. Well-deserved. I'm going to give it to you. Yeah, it was... It's one of those things where we let him go um, for some strange, bizarre reason. And I did ask over on Twitter <laughs> why that had happened. Read the tweets, James. Read I will, the tweets. I will read these tweets out because some They're of so the responses were fantastic. So first up, we had Daniel of DC, who joins um, Ken on the District Football podca- uh, podcast. Daniel! Um and I'm actually uh, joining joining the district football cast this weekend, uh, so I'm looking oh, forward to nice. that. Um, that's we, we've been trying to get get that sorted out for such a long time, and it's finally great to actually get onto it. Um, so do uh, stay tuned. I will tweet that out when that goes live. But so Daniel of DC, um, he tweeted a response back to what I said, which was, "Why did we let Daly Young go? Someone remind me." He said, "Because the guys who let him go thought Flow FC." was a good idea um, couldn't he couldn't have put that any 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 better i mean i mean it is the front officer's decision to let players come and go and it was the front officer's decision to award the broadcasting rights for dc united to flow fc we will say this now thank thank whoever it was who broke that contract with flow fc because whoever did that, you are a saint. And a hero. And if you identify yourself to me, I will take you to coffee in D.C. Oh, there you go. Free I'll even coffee. take you to a drink. Just oh. let me know who you are. Wow. There's I'm enough that you kidding. can't refuse. <laughs> free drink, free coffee. Can't. Are you, are you high, Sarah? No, I'm no? just so relieved that. Flow FC is cancelled. Yeah, yes, that was just an absolute travesty of a, uh, well, I would say a show, but they didn't really get themselves on air, did they? <laughs> a little, so, little bit of a struggle, yeah. Yeah. Uh, other tweets that were sent out, uh, or replied to me anyway. So David Schoen, um, he said, given that we don't have the coaching leadership to develop him, releasing him was the humane thing to do. Oof. First comment, David. He David. Nick DeLeon isn't an animal. He is not something you put down. We weren't going to do that. But who's right? Yeah. Um, his time had come. Um, and it's good to see him playing well. It's just a shame he was playing well against us. Um, Timothy, uh, medieval wishes, says, Tim. because he was good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, absolutely spot on. Um, there's a response which I can't say on air because there's swearing involved in that one. It's um, so funny, though. Go it look, off, go I mean, look it, offline, guys. Yeah, I mean, if you want to see it, just go on my profile, sh- scroll down to you find the Why Did We Let Delion Go tweet. I just look through the responses on that for the one that I can't say. Um, it's from at 88 reps. Um, other responses that I can talk about graying sideburns uh brian lake 12 he said he was way too useful could play way too many positions and scores timely goals too who wants that seriously <laughs> i mean this is just literal sarcasm at its finest <laughs> no excitement whatsoever from a player like that no not none I, I, don't, I don't know what you're on about sarah these no excitement there at all but there is one tweet that is um, probably the right reason why we let him go. Um, Dan Duck W, um, he tweeted back to me, salary to injury risk ratio took quite a hit going to Toronto. And that was Nick DeLeon's problem. He is an injury prone player. He's had quite a few major injuries over the last few years. And when you're paying someone to sit in a physio room, it's never a good thing. So letting him go frees up that bit of salary, which wasn't the biggest, but that is allowed to go to someone else who might not sit and sit in the dressing room as much. They were great tweets, weren't they? I'm I just have... reading that one again, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh... <laughs> so at the end of that game, uh, well, there was one other thing I wanted to mention as well was, um, 
Rooney gone off at the end of the first half of extra time. Did you see how he went off? I, did he sub himself out sub- of the match? Yeah, he just literally picked up a yeah. jacket and sat on the bench. Yeah, that broke my heart a bit, honestly. Yeah. That was, I mean, granted the game was completely over by that point, so yeah. fair, fair enough, but there's better ways of doing it than that, isn't there? I was like, man, it's really over. Like, the season's over, the match is over, Wayne Rooney is over. Yeah, that was, that hurt a little bit. Yeah, it just, it was not nice. Um, and then I think it was, um, it was who tweeted out that he just left straight after, the day after and was back in the UK. It was like, wow. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. It's a bit sad, really. I mean, I feel like we all wanted to give him that great big send-off at Audi Field. and You know, he has a lot of people here that really, you know, have a good feeling for him. So I'm yeah. sad that didn't get to happen. Yeah, um, it is a shame. Um, but that's tied us into the season review. Um, we have spoke about this on the last show. Um it's a shame that we have to speak about it again so soon, but that playoff result, how much of an impact did it have on the season as a whole? Um, has it made it that much worse? Has it kept it the same? Or how, how, are, you, how are you feeling on the whole um, in terms of the 2019? Do you want all my hot takes? <laughs> well, one or two, maybe. We'll go one or two? All one right. or two. I'll give you one or two. So that match against Toronto was essentially kind of the microcosm for our season. It brought to front all the major issues we've been having as a team. And it really kind of showcased them to unfortunate result. Now, okay, maybe that's good. Maybe that's bad. But we know what we need to work on and we know where we need to go from here. Now, my other take about the playoff run, about the loss. So if we had won in Toronto and subsequently made a deep playoff run, possibly to the MLS Cup with Wayne Rooney, he was going to leave at the end of the season regardless. And so maybe the silver lining in all of this is that our guys will have the confidence to know that with or without him, they are a winning team. They can win. Because, I mean, let's think about it. For a lot of 2018 and 2019, there was this feeling, hey, without Wayne on the field, we can't win. And then there was this very palpable change. This You could just, you could feel it where all of a sudden we had so many players come into their own, gain confidence. And again, you and I have talked about this before, but that LA Galaxy match. Mm. So the guys have proved to themselves and to all the naysayers, hey, you know what? We have a superstar on our team, but we are a great team, all of us together. So that for me is the little bit of positive to take away. Um, I'm really sad about that match. And, of course, I wanted us to make a run at the Cup. But Yeah, it's, um, <clears throat> as you rightly said there, that LA Galaxy game, that was such a great game, especially the fact that Wayne Rooney wasn't available. They showed heart, they showed passion, they showed desire. They showed a willingness to actually work for each other. Quincy was fantastic at winding the team up. I mean, that just just that game and those memes that have come out from it have been re-sign fantastic. Him. We need re-sign to sign him. Yeah. I mean not just for his antics on the pitch, but his work ethic and what he does off the pitch with the team and how he is with just the everyone outside of the club as well with fans. Um he's just an absolute great person. Um and you're right, we can play without Wayne. Um we should take confidence from that and it's just 
thing is, what I want to ask you is, if Wayne wasn't leaving, would we have signed Kamara? Or would we have signed another striker just who is a little bit worse just as a backup alongside Quincy? I'm pretty sure we just would have, you know, gotten someone, signed them just to fill space on the bench or deeper in the roster. I don't think we would have signed someone of <clears throat> Kamara's amazing quality. So that's, that, that was going to be my kind of big thing was Kamara's fantastic. He's a proven goal scorer in MLS. He's unreal. He's absolutely fantastic. It brings a total different dynamic to the team compared to Wayne because he is a completely different style of player. He's more of a target man and he can press uh, the defenders um, higher up the pitch as well. He's someone who's got a lot more energy. Not to say that Wayne hasn't got energy, um, but he's quicker on the ball. Um, he's more of an out-and-out striker where Wayne, to me, is more of an all-rounded player where he can come deep and he can pick a pass from no man's land and just finds anyone and he sees plays before they've even begun and he's just an unbelievable player. But if he wasn't leaving, I I think at the end of the season would have been a much better way to end as well because I think the way he's left and the fact that it was announced so early doors, his head's not been in the same place. Um and that's been the same, same with another player in our ranks with Lucho Acosta. Granted, he's not actually left yet, uh, but his contract is due to expire at the end of the season. And he had his head turned at the start of 2019 by PSG. And I feel like if that hadn't happened, we would have seen the cost of 2018 in 2019. And we would have been talking about a completely different season. We might have had a bit more of an attacking game to our style. And we could have been not talking on this particular episode about the end of season. And we could be talking about the next playoff game. Um, it's kind of a bit of a strange old end to the season, isn't it? It, it really is. I wish we could maybe turn back the clock, but we can't. And so now we have to look forward, right? We do. And in 2020, we've got Yami Al-Assad back. Woo! Oh, I can't wait. I'm so that, excited. That was such a long time coming as well. Uh, the amount of tweets and Instagram posts he was liking about Yami Al-Assad, we want him back. And it's just like, stop. It's like Yamil, just say it. Stop, just say it. Stop teasing everyone. And then... I think it was end of the summer, wasn't it? Where we finally announced that he was coming back. Yeah. And he's been back in DC. He's been working on his fitness. And he's... You caught he, his Instagram, actually, when he was I, at the uh, hotel at the wharf. Yeah, I mean... You I think broke I, it. You broke I, the news. It was, I think I was very very much the first on the ball on that one. That was... Uh, my, my Twitter just literally exploded on that one. Um but yeah, 5,649 times that was seen, but liked 53 times, which for me, that's massive. That's incredible. Everyone, go follow James at DC United Kingdom. Go follow him. He's really great. I mean, I, I do have to thank you for your last tweets um, where you said about following me. That really, that boosted my numbers quite nicely. So thank you for that, Sarah. I need to tweet again. You are a quality follow. No. And I say that not just because you're my friend, but really. Oh, thank you. I'm only 16 away from 500. What? Okay, anger? friends. 500, 500 can, we, can we boost this up? More people need to know what's going on. 500 by the end of the year. That's that's the aim right now. It's 500 by the end of 2019. I will be absolutely loving life because I never even thought I would have got 100 when I started this whole thing. So to get all the way up to 500 is just going to blow my mind. Let's put it that way. Oh, you heard uh, him, friends. There Follow. you go. Follow. <laughs> so 2020, as we said, we've got Yamil Asad coming back. Potentially hitting the reset button because, you know, we want to kind of gloss over 2019, pretend it never happens because, you know, 
scoring 42 goals in an entire season is not anything to be proud about. Um, what would you like to happen, Sarah? And in a realistic fashion as well. So no kind of pie in the sky stuff where we just say we get this billionaire investment, we get we sign Lionel Messi and we sign this, that, and the other <laughs> player. Um, we hire Pep Guardiola as our uh, head coach. Oh, I was thinking more Klopp, but okay. Oh, I, to, yeah, to be fair, Jurgen Klopp. Because we could I, use his uh, mentality coaching oh, alongside I'm, Quincy's MSL. I mean, Klopp's post-game interviews, they're something else. They are fantastic. If for somehow you've been living under a rock and you're listening to this show and you've not seen a Klopp interview, just search yeah, for yeah. Klopp. Ha ha ha! Boom! Greatest line I've ever heard by an, by a by a manager. The way <laughs> he delivers that line is is just beautiful. Um, so go and listen to that if you've not heard that one yet. Um, but yeah, back to it, Sarah. Um, 2020. What would you like to happen? So going into 2020, um, it's looking more and more like Ben Olsen's going to stay. We know we are not going to have Wayne Rooney. But we are going to have Yamil Assad, which I'm so happy about. First goal scorer at Audi Field, if anyone has forgotten. So this bodes really well for us. I would really like to see us focus on our teamwork as far as putting the entire team to work and not just subbing in the 87th minute. Because we have great players, so let's bring them on the pitch and let them be actual impactful substitutes with enough time to make a difference. Also, we are one of the few MLS teams with a technical director, an absolutely incredible Brit, who is our technical director. His name is Stuart Mares. And Mr. Mares, I would love to come work for you because I am a numbers nerd. I am a quant nerd. I can send you all of my stuff. However, Mr. Maris is certified at a level six in one of the major performance analysis certificates. So I'm just nerding out a little, but he knows what he's talking about. So I wish that with us having this incredible capability, we would use it. And... Just go over who has Stuart Mayers worked with then um, in his career so far? Oh, you know, just the Olympics, the U.S. women's national team, ProZone. Oh, let's see, U.S. soccer, Canadian Soccer Federation. That These are just the clients, you know, of ProZone. And no big deal, right? World yeah. Cup, he's done World Cup. And he has his International Society of Performance Analysis of Sport. Again, level six. Level six, that is the highest level. The man knows what he's talking about. Please listen to him. Pretty please. I'm begging you as a numbers nerd. So basically, we want to utilize him a little bit more in 2020. Um, I want to see us have a bit more of an attacking flair. Um, as I just previously said, 42 goals in a year is nothing to be proud of. It's when going into the playoffs, when there's been only one team who've scored fewer and won the MLS Cup. That's not a good omen to go into playoffs. That was Philadelphia Union who scored 39 goals in a regular season. <laughs> to be honest, I want to see the Eastern Conference be a bit more competitive compared to the Western Conference in terms of the amount of goals that have been scored because it was very, weirdly it was still very tight but I feel like the Western Conference have been a little bit more entertaining to say the least so I want to see a bit more of an entertainment LAFC yeah, say no more on that one LA Galaxy. sorry I have a cold a little bit so. <clears throat> oh sorry um, <laughs> when you've got him in that side you've got you got Wando, who's just been fantastic this year. Who's not retiring. He's back for 2020. That's just that's wrong. That's wrong on so many levels. How are you still going? Um, Bless him. Many more seasons. Many yeah. more. You've got 
Ladera or Jordan Morris of Seattle. Um, you've just got so much attacking talent in the Western Conference. When you compare that to the Eastern Conference, where you've got Wayne Rooney, who's now leaving, you've got... Um, yeah. Um, so there you go. Um, the attacking talent of the Eastern Conference boils down to pretty much Wayne Rooney, Matrita of New York City FC, possibly. Casper um, oh, Jabalko? I think that's how you pronounce it. You did better than I did. Um, that's only because I've heard it so many times on MLSsoccer.com. Jeez. And they love to say his name, I think. I'm trying to think who else. For attacking talent? Yeah. Joseph Martinez. Oh, yeah. I, I try to forget about him because, you know, he's too good. He's I mean, brilliant. Goal of the season. Shouldn't have got that. Um, but it's, it's not had as... Has he had as good a season this year as 20, 2018, do you reckon, Joseph Martinez? You know, I think he really did pick it up. This season, I know they had some kind of issues adjusting to the new system and then losing Tata Martino, but I really think he has picked it up. He's had a nice season. Hmm. Yeah, he's. I, th- I I I don't know why, but for me, I think 2018 was a much better season for him. Um, it was his year last yeah. year for sure. But then this year, he's broken records as well, hasn't he? The, the consecutive goals in games. <laughs> He is a goal-scoring machine. He is also now a quote machine. Oh, uh, yes. I oh, mean, my gosh. If yeah. you haven't seen his quote, please just go Google it. Incredible. He's, he doesn't mince his words. Let's put it that way. Then, other sort of, just before we head into the break, I just so you had that um, Zlatan um, thing that he did, which I can't say too much, but... If you look at the um, him walking off the pitch against the LAFC in the playoff game, you'll see what happens. Um, According to Soccer Cooligans, his iconic first touch. It was a great first touch. <laughs> <laughs> Please, just do do yourself a favor. If you need a laugh, I know it's Friday. It's been a long week. Just just yeah. just have a look at that. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going to head into a little break now. Uh, we'll be back in a moment to go through an unpopular opinion that is now out of date, answering a couple of questions that have been sent in and the all-important inaugural end-of-season DC United Kingdom Awards. We'll be back shortly. And we're back. Um, so, Sarah, would you like to hear this expired unpopular opinion? I would. Oh, I would. So, it was sent in by Aaron Motes. Um, Aaron! Aaron, back again. Um, this was sent in quite a while ago. This is before the uh, playoff game. But he just listened, finished listening to the, the, that last show, uh, which he said, great show, guys. So, thank you for that. Um he says, personally, I'm fine playing Benny Ball if he can win DC the MLS Cup. Hashtag DC UK unpopular opinion. Um, unfortunately, it didn't win us the uh, MLS Cup. Um, I wish it did. It went, yeah, I mean, it would have been great. But that is a massively unpopular opinion. Um, 
What do you reckon, Sarah? Uh, personally, I'm also fine playing Benny Ball if it can win us the MLS Cup. <laughs> I'm fine playing anything if it will win us the MLS Cup again. Pretty much. I'm of that same opinion. If It doesn't matter how we win, how we win it, as long as we win it, but as I, mean, as I just said in the uh, before the break, I do want to see some entertaining football, but if it got to the point where we had to put 11 men on the goal line to stop us from conceding the goal to win the MLS Cup, I'd do that. We're a little overdue, I think. We, we need to. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, that is the only unpopular opinion. Um, it doesn't seem that there's many unpopular opinions out there, but we'll keep going with it. But they're uh, so fun. Friends, oh, more unpopular opinions. Come on. Absolutely. But we've got the Q&A section now. So, you ready for... The, we've had two questions sent in. You ready for them, Sarah? I'm ready. Let's yeah? do it. So, first one is from Graying Sidebands, uh, Brian Lake, who obviously sent Hi. in... Who also sent that amazing tweet in um, to the Deli Own thing. He says, do you think that DCU needs to invest in ways during this offseason to represent the history of our club at Audi Field? This could be a wall of honour inside the stadium, a series of statues leading to the main entrance, or even bringing a piece of RFK to the new stadium. So, I think this is kind of in line with something that I was talking about over on Twitter a little bit, where we had that those banners at the last home game. Um, where that was great. That, I absolutely loved that. And my idea um, for it was to use those banners, but obviously not literally use them, but have our history of cup wins um, across the top of the top of one of the stands. So you know where we've got the Audi Field um, sponsors and things like that. Have our history of trophies along the top just to show that, you know what, we've actually we've got a great history in MLS. Um, I think there's obviously going to be many other things that we could do. I mean, a wall of honour inside the stadium. I would like to see that uh, in the tunnel as they're coming out. Just to put a bit of um, make it a bit more intimidating. Ooh, I like that idea. Mm. How would you feel if they brought a piece of RFK back to Audi Field, Sarah? I would absolutely love that. I have some really great memories there. I know a lot of people do. And yeah, I think, um, okay, so front office, you need to talk to Brian and James and everyone hook up but no we do we do need to bring the history back in there and a piece of rfk i don't know which piece though this <laughs> i guess is the great question something preferably raccoon free yeah that that uh, you would usually help that would be good but no i think it's it's important it's a great idea and it would definitely help to make audi field feel even more like home See, from, I, I love that idea of bringing something from the old stadium to the new. Um, the team that I spot over here in the UK, Middlesbrough, the sta- I mean, granted the stadium that we're at, we've been there since 1995, so it's not exactly a new stadium. But um, the stadium that we had before, Ayrson Park, that was, that was there for since the World War um, and stood there until 1995. And we brought along the gates um, that were actually at one point padlocked um, because Millsborough were actually about to go into liquidation at one point until we were saved by Steve Gibson, one of the greatest chairmen in the UK right now, um, still going. Um, but he brought the gates along. Um, they're now That's sit outside. Incredible. Yeah, they sit outside the main entrance of of the Riverside Stadium, and it's. It's just nice to have that little bit of history behind the club and where it's come from and where it's come to. Um, and having it there, that just makes it... It doesn't feel like it's the Ayrton Park still, but it's nice to have that bit of history there and to show the new fans who've not been there, who've been to Ayrton Park before, actually show this is actually where Millsborough has come from. Oh, that's really incredible. So... I'm all for it, um, Brian. Let's, let's, let's bring some history back to Audi Field 
show where the clubs come from and where we can go to as well going forward. Um, next question that's coming from E underscore Millionaros. Um, his Twitter name is a bit odd. Um, he Spooky Packer. Uh, oh, it's for it, Halloween. It's for Halloween, yeah. yeah. Um, he says, my thoughts are Olsen out and that West Fotheringham would be a massive signing. So, that first bit, Olsen home, obviously gone off what's happened over the year, but West Fotheringham, there was rumours earlier on um, in the month, and that is if Ben, if Bill Hamid doesn't sign um, from his loan deal as a permanent player, that we would be looking at Wes Fotheringham, who currently plays for Rangers and is currently out of the team at the moment, which does surprise me because he's actually a really good keeper. Um, not quite Bill Hamid level for me, but he's a good keeper. He used to be Crystal Palace, right? When he was first starting out? Am that I right does, or am I that, wrong? That does ring a bell. I'm just going to quickly look that up. Wes Fotheringham. That's uh, a good canvas. So... Uh, good old uh, he's from London so Crystal Palace would be yes he did he played he didn't actually make any appearances for them Um, he spent most of his time out on loan Um, he actually started his career at Fulham for a season 2009 2010 oh that's not bad at all then went to Palace uh, went on loan to three different teams um, before his final loan team was Finland Town and making the permanent move there where he made 152 appearances from 2012 to 2015, then signed for Rangers in 2015, and has made 110 appearances th- since then. So, and he's got European experience as well. So he's played in the Europa League with Rangers, and he's actually one of those mainstays from when Rangers were liquidated and they came back through the ranks. I think he signed for them when they were in the Scottish Championship, so the league below the Premier League, but. He helped them get promoted, and he's been he's been very good. Um, but unfortunately, he's currently second fiddle to Alan McGregor, and he's just not getting a look in. So it might be a good time for him to move on. But here's our question: Is there a chance we can keep Bill Hamid? Oh, absolutely. I, from what I've heard and listening into Ken's uh, podcast that you did with him, apparently the loan deal isn't got a um, a huge transfer fee to make it permanent. So just do it. Just sign him. He is. He wants to be with DC. He is a DC United man through and through. There are pictures of him at 14 standing in the supporter section. I love that picture. That was so cool, wasn't it? Awesome. So, yeah, I want to see him stay at the club. Um, But if he doesn't, where's Fodringham? I have just seen he supports Newcastle United, which that's a bit of a downer. Oh, you know, big rivals, but you know, I can Could gloss you over get that. Get over it. Could I you get I, over it, James? <laughs> if he was there winning the MLS Cup for DC United, I could gloss over that. I think I think I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Um, James, I'll allow it. Okay. Yeah, there you go. I've said it live on air. I'll allow it. Um, those are the two questions that we had sent in. Um, before I do move on to the awards, do you have any questions, Sarah? I am absolutely dying to see. <laughs> because MLS botched it so badly. So. So. Here we, here we go. End of season awards. Woo! This feels weird when you're doing this, because I've never done an awards ceremony before, but here we go. Um, first up, Goalkeeper of the year. Sarah, who do you think this has gone to? I sure hope Bill Hamid. It certainly has. Woo! 100% of the votes. <laughs> we love you, Bill. So, defender of the year. Ooh. This was a close one. Um, it was between two main stays of the season who pretty much played every game. Um, but this man has been on the show. That doesn't narrow it down because both centre-backs have been on the show. (laughs) I've realised as soon as I said that. Um, And he scored against Seattle? Was it Seattle? Yes, he did. His name? It's Fred Breon. 
Well deserved. Well uh, deserved. He has been absolutely fantastic throughout the year. Um, I, I love the fact that he was given the uh, given the awards. Um, very well voted by you guys over at the DC United Kingdom group. Um, which moves us now on to midfielder of the year. Obviously, there's been plenty of choice in this. Um, you've had the likes of Felipe coming in. You've had Junior Moreno. You've had Titi Rodriguez. Um, you've had Paul Ariola. Um, potentially Lucio Acosta, but, you know, he didn't get a sniff at this award, to be honest. Um, this award goes to the very well-deserved man who can play anywhere on the pitch, Paul Ariola. Well done. Again, something that well was done. absolutely well deserved. The fact that he's been able to play at right back, left back, central midfield, defensive midfield, central attacking midfield, left wing, right wing, striker. The only place he hasn't played is at centre back and goalkeeper. That's the impressive. man's a the man's a legend. That's impressive. He has been absolutely fantastic throughout the year. So well done, Paul Ariola forward of the year so there's kind of three players who it could have gone to it could have gone to either Wayne Rooney Quincy Ameriquois or Ola Kamara and it was close between two of them really? yeah it was a very close running and it came down to the last vote believe it or not the award for Forward of the year 2019. It's Quincy Ameriqua. Woo! I'm absolutely I'm sh- stoked. For I'm shocked that he got that vote and so happy. I think all those things he's been doing off the pitch. Well to, deserved. Yeah. And I think the boohoo helped him win that <laughs> award. Hey, James, do we have a second for a like one minute Quincy story? Go on. Well, let, let's hear a Quincy story. Because I know Quincy kind of comes off as like he's really this funny guy and, you know, he's a deep thinker. But so I don't know if anyone knows, he does these live shows for Perfect Soccer every Thursday on Instagram. Yeah. And he is probably one of the most generous players with his time that I've ever seen. He spent one night a good, like the better part of an hour talking to a kid in high school who's playing soccer Mm. and just helped him kind of work through his way of thinking about the game and what he can do to get better. And I've just never seen really a player show kind of this young teenager, you know, so much respect. And he took him so seriously and was so intent on helping him. So I know he comes off as this funny guy, but like really he's he's just a good dude. Yeah. He's I mean I've seen you and heard you talk about some of the things he does over there and that just kind of puts emphasis on why he is such a good person and why he deserves this kind of award because it's not always about what happens on the pitch, it's what he does off the pitch and he brings so much more to to everyone and it's not just whether you're from dc but from anywhere in the world really and the fact that he brings up on this on his instagram live shows and he gets involved and he's he is always on it he never misses a beat um and he's absolutely fantastic and i love to have him on the show um he was my first player to come onto the show and he was just phenomenal and some of the quotes he was giving me about what it was like to mark slatan (laughs) <laughs> that was just fantastic. So, um, so yeah. So, thank you, Quincy, for that, and well deserved on that award. We move on to one of my favourite awards, which is the Unsung Hero of the Year Award. Ooh. Now, this was again. It was a very close running, and it came down to the last couple of votes to get the winner. But the Unsung Hero of the of the Year Award from the DC United Kingdom members goes to junior moreno i like that well deserved someone who's been there throughout most of the season does his job doesn't make a huge fuss about it but does always does a good job he rarely has an off day 
and he's that's what so consistent. And that's what that award is about. It's it's for those kind of players who just get on with it. Um, they just know that what they do is critical to the team, and they're just happy to do what they do, and don't normally get any recognition for it. They do the dirty work. But you know what? That's why we want to praise these kind of players because that's what they do. They get the dirty work done. They deserve a bit of praise every now and again, don't they? Oh, well-deserved, really. We now have two more awards left. So the penultimate award, and this one is for the young MVP. So we don't actually have that many youth players at the club at the moment. Um, In fact, there's only three players under the age of 23. So this award was between Griffin Yao, Donovan Pines, and Lucas Rodriguez. And it was close to start off with, but it kind of ran away towards the end. The award for Young MVP of the Year 2019 is Lucas Rodriguez. Oh, I can 100% see that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Griffin Yao picked up a vote. And Donovan Pines picked up three votes, if I remember rightly. And then the rest went to uh, Lucas Rodriguez. So it was, it was like I say, it was a runaway towards the end. But it was close to start off with. Um, Donovan Pines was picking up some nice, good votes. Um, he was a great player um, when he was playing. Um, he did have a couple of off games. But he's a young player. And that's going to happen because he's not going to be 100% great all the time at such early stage of his career. Hopefully he will learn from that and, and we'll see in 2020 more of Donovan Pines as well. But well done to Lucas Rodriguez for winning the 2019 Fantastic. Young MVP. And now we come on to the main award. The DC United Kingdom 2019 MVP of the year. So this vote went down to... Um, three votes so you kind of you had your main vote which got you three points you had second which got you two points and you had your third which got you one point so there's lots of votes going on it kept chopping and changing but there was a clear winner and this player has already won an award so far this evening the dc united kingdom first time inaugural 2019 mvp of the year goes to Bill Hamid. Yes! The man who has broke records throughout the season. He's just absolutely deserved it. He's given great quotes to the press about how he's better than every other goalkeeper in the US. And he got snubbed from the US men's national team. He got snubbed from the MLS goalkeeper of the year. But he didn't get snubbed from the DC United Kingdom goalkeeper of the year. And he certainly didn't get snubbed from the MVP of the year. And that has come to an end, Sarah. Oh, my goodness. We've managed to get through on the show. We've got through an hour. It is the last show of the year. I want to thank you, Sarah, for being on and for being such a great guest house throughout the year. It's been fantastic. Um, I also want to say thank you to Ken, who's been on the show many times. I want to thank all the guests who've been on throughout the year. Um, I did tweet to everyone. Um, It's been fantastic 2019. I couldn't have done it without you guys, and that is including you, the listeners, because without you, there wouldn't be a show. Um, And I will be releasing one more episode. That will be a best of 2019 show. Um, I will release that... Probably about Christmas. What do you reckon, Sarah? Christmas time? Nice little Christmas present? That's a nice little treat. I yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. So stay tuned for that. Um, for the last time, Sarah, where can people find you? Oh, well, thanks again for having me on. It's been absolutely amazing. And congratulations on getting to the end of your first season, James. I've really enjoyed co-hosting and I've enjoyed listening to all your episodes and interviews. And thanks to everyone who's listened in and joined us. So you can always find me over on Twitter, over on Instagram at Sarah Colassi. You can also find me on my website at sarahcolassi.com. 
And I would love to chat with you about anything soccer anytime. So, so thank you for being on again, Sarah. It's every time you've come on, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, roll on 2020. We can when we can do this a heck of a lot more often. Um, I'll just have a little babber next to me, probably making some noise, you know, as you do. Um, it's all that's, good. That's going to be awesome. Um, 2020. Um, let's bring it. Let's see if we can bring an MLS Cup next year. You never know. And we'll have a lot more fun on the show. Um, if there is anything you want to suggest, hit me up over on Twitter at DC United Kingdom. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts and I'd love to hear some ideas. If you want to join um, DC United Kingdom, where you can vote on the end of season awards in 2020, you can get involved. Um, just head over to dcunitedkingdom.com forward slash membership. Fill in the form there. It is free to join. Um, we're going to have some great things coming on. Um, 2020, I've got some massive plans for what we're going to do. So we'll be releasing that to all the members very soon. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram as well at DC United Kingdom FC. And that's it for 2019. I don't want it to end, but you know, everything does come to an end. So until 2020, vamos United. <laughs>